What is the most used man-made material on earth? You guessed right, it's concrete. Look around, it's everywhere. Sidewalks, driveways, foundations, floors you stand on, and even entire buildings are made out of concrete. So why don't we discuss it more? In each episode of Concrete Logic, we will explore one concrete-related topic with the help from industry professionals that are shaping the future of the trade. We'll talk with suppliers, contractors, architects, engineers, specialists, and even some proponents of competing materials about their views of concrete and their vision of its future. And welcome to another episode of the Concrete Logic Podcast. And today I have Ryan Pinnerlick with Texas State. Uh, he's uh, over at the CIM program and he's going to share with us uh, what he's up to. I'm pretty excited to hear about it. Ryan, can you give us an intro about yourself? Sure, Seth. Good morning. I appreciate you having me. Glad we ran across each other on LinkedIn and listened to a few of your podcasts and reached out to you about getting on here and trying to evangelize the concrete industry management program a little bit. And just a little bit about myself, I've actually got a construction management degree from Colorado State and worked in the industry for many years. And as of October 1st, decided that uh, moving over here to higher education was, was the right thing to do. Actually been planning this for a while, got a degree in uh, a master's degree in higher education and Currently wrapping up my PhD and my dissertations focusing on construction science, construction management education. So it was the right place, the right time. And October 1st, I jumped on this position and, and I'm here to help CIM grow. Wow. So this is kind of kind of new to you, huh? So you've gone through. Have you gone through a complete where are you guys down on i'm, I'm going to show my i'm going to show my age you guys on quarters or semesters what are you on down there <laughs> yeah, we're, we're on a semester system here so i've actually taught for a few years as an adjunct faculty member here at texas state so this is my spring semester this semester will be my first full-time full semester but uh been teaching for a few years now i got gotcha. you all right so not really new to you nope you know what you're up up against. So uh, could you, uh, um, I guess, first off, could you just give us an overview of the program? Um, like I shared with you before we hit record, I didn't even know there was such a, uh, a program out there uh, as for the concrete industry. Um, and uh, my, my, I shared with you how I, my background, which is, uh, probably not the preferred way for most folks, but uh, um, if you could share the, uh, you know, an overview of the program and then we can kind of dive into the, I'm, I'm curious about the specific classes and things that you offer, but. Uh. Yeah, absolutely. We actually hear that a lot, believe it or not. And uh, concrete industry management, what I like to say is this is a sister program to construction management or construction science management. And here at Texas State, we are actually in the same department, the Department of Engineering Technology with Construction Science and Management. So this, this program, the Texas State program has been around since 2009, but CIM has been around since the late 90s. And it actually, the first program, the first school to have it was Middle Tennessee State. So 
I think that's over there in your neck of the woods. So that was the first program, and we are one of only five in the country. So MTSU was first, and then we've got uh, New Jersey Institute of Technology, Texas State, Cal State Chico, and then just last year, 2021, South Dakota State added a CIM program. So it's a really cool program, has a lot of great technical information and classwork on concrete and concrete systems, heavily business focused. So we have a lot of business classes. So we're really trying to focus on creating technically proficient business people for the concrete construction industry. That, that's that's basically the best way I can summarize what we try to do. Gotcha. Do you find uh, most uh, that the students are actually starting in your program or do you find they're starting in other programs and then finding their way to the concrete industry program or what is I think a lot of what we see at Texas State is they initially start somewhere else and kind of find their way to the CIM program. We are seeing a few more as we start to build the brand awareness and, and what CIM is that will come in as incoming freshmen. But by far and away, they're typically starting somewhere else and, and coming to us later. Uh, you know, you gave a little bit of an update on your background and and I, I guess I could go in a little bit more depth on mine too. When I started in college a few years ago, not that many years ago, but really a lot of years ago, the, uh, I, started, I started in civil engineering because that's a brand name program, right? Everybody knows what civil engineering is. Everybody knows what business and marketing is. And it just it wasn't for me. Didn't do well and needed to find something else to do. So our, our paths weren't all that dissimilar. And a friend of mine told me, hey, you should really look at this construction management thing. That's not don't, don't know what construction management is. Talk to me. What is it? So I feel like CIM today in 2023 is a lot like construction management was 25 years ago when, when I was looking at changing majors. Didn't really, wasn't really a brand name program, wasn't really a brand name degree. And I think we're facing the same problem with CIM. We have to evangelize it a little bit and sing its praises so people understand, students, parents understand what it is and, and what the benefits of the degree program are. Right. And when you're, I guess, sharing that, when you're, when you're trying to educate, uh, you know, students and, and their parents about the program, um, I, I, I would think it's, it's very challenging um, in the first place because you got to tell them about what, what, uh, I guess what careers are out there in, in the concrete industry first off, because I would assume most folks don't even know of that <laughs> to start with, but, and then uh, to tell them that, Hey, you got a, uh, a, a program at Texas state that's specific to that uh, you know, that industry uh, I'm sure it's, it, it can be challenging. So how do you, how do you approach parents and students about that when you're, you're trying to, you're trying to sell them on coming to over to the program. It, it can be a little bit difficult. And I think it starts out with a stigma of 
oh, concrete, concrete industry management, you know, I don't really want to be driving a mixer truck for a living. And we have to say, oh, time out. This is, this is not what we're talking about. And we really lean into the fact that, again, we are a sister program to construction science and management, and we share a lot of the same coursework. And then we really take a deeper dive beyond the basic construction management coursework into concrete systems and concrete chemistry and things like that that are important in the industry. You know as well as I do, it's hard to take a look at the construction industry and point out a project that doesn't have concrete involved in it. Building construction, highway construction, utility construction, it, it doesn't matter. We've got some kind of concrete product or concrete component involved in everything we do. So specializing in an aspect of the industry is not all that unusual. And that's what I try to sell these students and parents is specialization is not a bad thing. You can look at the medical field, for example, and if you've got a heart problem, you want to go to a cardiologist. If your feet hurt, you want to go to a podiatrist. And there's not, it's not that different in construction. We've got specialization of, of pre-construction and, and estimating. We've got project management. We've got superintendents. And as construction projects get more and more complex, as you see, I think it's more important than ever that we have people in the industry that have in-depth specialization in different parts and pieces of construction projects. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And uh, obviously, I'm biased because it's what, it's what I do for a living. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I, I tell clients all the time. I was like, you know, this is, this, you know, when they're asking questions about something concrete specific, uh, you know, that's that's what they're looking at us for. That's that's I hear I hear it when uh, I hear it when I want to and hear it uh, when I don't want to is that you're the you're the concrete expert. Tell tell me you tell me. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah, I, I've I've done a, uh, at times a, a good job explaining that because I've been to career fairs, too, and, and uh, explaining to students on, on trying to pull them over to our side of things and because um, a lot of the 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 uh, larger four year schools uh they uh they really promote the general contracting construction management side of things um and and at least in my experience and the uh the trades kind of are are to the side so when these kids are walking around at these career fairs you, you either uh are are um, going right to your booth because they are interested in in concrete, or they're just walking around and they're and they're passing you by and going over to the GCs or CMs booth, and then you know we get an opportunity to grab some of these kids and 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 tell them, uh, you know, um, how cool it is to be a specialist at something versus going over there and 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 being the uh, the guy that uh, orchestrates it and manages the whole process. You don't, when you're a GC or CM, you don't get the opportunity to dive into each specific trade usually. Um, so getting them interested in, in concrete, I, I, I can uh, understand how, how challenging that can be. Um, so it sounds like you, you, there's some overlap 
with the construction management uh, program. So could you uh, could you kind of talk about what classes these these students take? Like the you you were saying the biz, there's business classes, there's management classes. Let's talk about those first, and then we'll we'll dive into the the concrete specific stuff. Sure. A lot. The five programs around the country are fairly similar, but there are some differences. And and I can talk Texas State specifically. Um, <clears throat> we share. This is my favorite pun that I that I like to use. I put it in my emails. We build a foundation of construction management education, right? Mm -hmm. So here at the Texas State CIM program, we share seven core CSM classes, construction science and management classes, with our CSM brothers and sisters. So we start off with the intro to construction. It's just the basic freshman intro class where we're introducing them to what the concrete industry is, what the construction industry is, who are the major players involved from general contractors to architects to subcontractors, suppliers, building officials, things like that. We move into taking construction surveying and we take our architectural design one class, which is the construction documents class here at Texas State. So they're learning plan reading, learning specifications, learning some of the uh, AutoCAD, Revit, VDC types of things in that course. Uh, beyond that, we work on obviously estimating. Construction estimating is important. That's a shared class. Construction safety is a shared class. Uh, construction finance is another shared class. So we really get the basics of construction management to the CIM students. And then we'll go on and that's where we really start to diverge from the construction science and management students where we start to specialize in concrete. So our students will have concrete properties and testing and they'll spend a lot of time in the lab. Our students in CIM spend a lot of time in the lab here and there's a lot more hands-on that goes on in CIM than CSM. So they're working on creating mixed designs and testing cylinders and, and different things. And one of the really interesting things and, and one of the big selling points for me to students and parents, when I was an undergrad, and you probably remember being an undergrad, you weren't more than likely, and I wasn't involved in any research projects as an undergrad. All the research stuff was reserved for master's and PhD students working with faculty. Well, here at Texas State, we've got some amazing faculty members here working on some cutting edge research and our undergraduate students, first, second semester freshmen even, are working with these faculty members on their, on their research projects. So it's an incredible opportunity for students to get involved with cutting edge technologies in the concrete industry right off the bat as soon as they're, as soon as they're an undergraduate student. Yeah, so uh, I, I probably should have, this is a typical four-year degree, right? So the, the the students they have to take you know your your general studies classes as well, right? At, at, at the beginning, okay. Yep. And, and we are a one hundred and twenty credit hour Bachelor of Science degree in concrete industry management. Yeah, I should have cl clarified that at the beginning, but I I just assume so. But uh, the uh, so okay, so you got general studies, then you got construction management. Um, and then, so once the kids are, or the students, uh, end up <clears throat> going to the, 
getting into the concrete specific uh, programs. So their labs are like, uh, like, uh, you know, like a science lab kind of atmosphere class, right? They're, they're just taking, it's just concrete though. It, it is concrete. It is a lot of concrete. And, but they're expanding on that concrete education in these CIM classes, the CIM specialization, where they're getting the project management side of things, the scheduling side of things from a concrete contractor's perspective. So our, our CM students, construction science and management students are working on overall project schedules and we're working on scheduling of concrete products. We're working on things like how long can concrete be in a mixed truck before we've got a problem based on the different types of mixed designs and weather and, and things like that. So they're really getting into the specifics that unfortunately a lot of, of construction science and management students don't know, you know, they, they are, they are the generalists. I think you said it earlier. They, they have the general education and it, it's not a bad thing to be a specialist within a sector of the industry. I, I say it's a good thing. I think you differentiate yourself and you bring a different skill set to the table. And a lot of the things that I hear concern from students and par parents is, am I pigeonholing myself? Am I limiting my career opportunities by having a CIM degree? And I really think it's actually completely the opposite. I think you are expanding your career opportunities by a degree program like this. And what I, what I tell people and what the re, the reality of the situation is as a, as a CIM graduate, you've got opportunities to go work in ready mix plant management. You've got opportunities to go work in a precast manufacturing plant. You've got opportunities in environmental. You can go to aggregate quarries, all of these things that we learn in this program are applicable to those careers that CSM graduates don't necessarily have the depth of knowledge in that specific sector to be able to go do that work. But yet we also have many CIM graduates that go to work for commercial general contractors as assistant project managers, assistant superintendents, and they work their way up through the, through the ranks, just like any, CSM graduate might because they have the foundation of the construction education. Yeah, there's there's definitely some specialists that are hired by uh, general contractors to um, assist, um, you know, like guys that know structural concrete. Um, so they understand what's going on with the concrete contractor. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. What type of uh, careers do you, you tell these folks? Uh, you kind of you hit on some of them, and I assume concrete contractors is one of those, the guys that actually place and finish and um, form concrete. Um, so that's that's a career. So are, are you, I guess, when these when the students are going and they're they're choosing uh, the program and they're kind of looking out in the future and what what do you hear mostly from students what are they interested in right now as far as careers you know it's interesting because every student that we have in the program is a little bit different right they have different goals and aspirations 
for their life and their career. And we have students that are just set on going the concrete construction route. Whether they go to work for a baker and project manage or be a superintendent, or whether they go to work for a commercial general contractor, that's, that's the route they want to go. We have students that as they go through their coursework, they get really into the aggregate production side of things. And they want to go to work for a Martin Marietta or a Vulcan or someone like that. And they just love that mining and, and aggregate plant stuff. And we have students equally to get really into the concrete mix designs and the science behind the concrete and go to work for ready mix plants and, and really want to be involved in that scientific side of, of ready mix. Uh, precast, whether it's structural precast or whether it's concrete pipe, we've got students and graduates that go, that go into that industry. And a lot of times those entry level positions are in quality control. So we, we see a lot of students go into that quality control and then go into plant management and kind of move up through the precast ranks in that form of fashion. So there's a lot of different entry points for CIM graduates into the industry. Other than other than your efforts in the in the in the other uh, staff in the CIM program at Texas State, how do how do they get exposed? How do students get exposed to these different opportunities? Is it uh, is it through uh, companies coming to the school? Is it is it uh, internships? What what how how are most of the students getting exposed to these opportunities? Because I'm sure they're not just you know from when they were kids, they were saying, you know what? I want to be a concrete contractor project manager. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's all of the above. So all of our graduates are required to complete one internship for credit. That's part of the degree program. So everyone has at least one internship. Most all of the students have multiple internships throughout the program, throughout their time here at Texas State. So, I encourage them to take as many internships as they can at as many different types of companies as they can so they can expose themselves to the different aspects of, of the industry. If you didn't like aggregate, then try ReadyMix. If you didn't like ReadyMix, then try concrete contracting and just go get your feet wet in everything you can and you'll find something that you love that you're going to want to do as a career. So the internships are a big part of it. And it's great for industry too, because when you're hiring graduates from this program, you understand that they have a basic level of experience where they've already worked in the industry at some point. We have our concrete and construction career fairs here at Texas State twice a year, one in the fall, one in the spring. And it's actually funny, it's the largest career fair on campus. So we've got, I think last fall, we had somewhere between 150 and 170 companies that were here specifically for concrete and construction. Wow. The engineering school doesn't have one that big. The business school doesn't have one that big. And that's one of the things, too, that we really lean on when we're talking to these students and parents is our graduates have historically had 100% job placement. There has never been, that I am aware of, a student that couldn't get a job. And you hear about that a lot with other degree programs. Some of these, you know, basic business or, or business administration or marketing, and there's 
hundreds, if not thousands of students graduating each semester and competing for a limited number of jobs. We have the exact opposite problem. We have hundreds of jobs and dozens of graduates to fill them. So there's, there's a lot of opportunity, which obviously drives starting wages up and forces companies like Baker to compete financially for our graduates, which, which is great, great for them. And they end up with a lot of job offers and, and in a lot of different parts of the industry. So I think it's, it's a lot of that. We have CIM, the five programs have a national steering committee that helps us all stay coordinated and we work together on curriculum updates and making sure that we're staying current with industry needs. And this is, that, that's a really cool thing about CIM is we're an industry forward program. We're constantly working with industry to make, make sure our courses are current, make sure the technologies that you need our students and graduates to understand in the field are implemented in our programs. And then locally at each school, each school has a patrons board or a patrons foundation where we have member companies that help us financially, a lot of financial support and resources provided by those patrons boards for things like purchasing new equipment for our labs. Obviously, as technology advances, we need that new equipment and that patrons board funding really helps us a lot. The National Steering Committee, just here in a couple of weeks, I don't know if you're planning on going, we've got World of Concrete coming up in Las Vegas here in a couple of weeks. And the National Steering Committee has the CIM auction every year at World of Concrete. And it's a huge fundraiser for the five programs. So we'll have, there, there's pump trucks and ready mix trucks and all kinds of stuff that are donated by the industry for this auction. And, and the proceeds go to support these five CIM programs. So it's, it's really great the amount of support that we have from the construction concrete industry. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that sounds, uh, I thought, I, I see your post on LinkedIn. I, 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 I saw that, that you guys do that. Uh, so uh, do you know, uh, you probably know how many you have at Texas State. How many, how many students do you have in your program right now? Right now, Texas State, we've got 33 students currently enrolled for the spring. I think it's going to go up to about 39 or 40 by the time we get everybody enrolled. So we're in growth mode. Um, again, back to what we were talking about, the CIM not being a brand name program. It requires constant advertising, constant brand awareness for people to understand it and understand that it's there and out there. And we're one of those programs that unfortunately were damaged a little bit more by the COVID-19 pandemic than, than a lot of others, because we're not a brand name top of mind program yet. We will get there. We're not there yet. So our, our recruiters and our, our faculty weren't able to get out and do career fairs and school visits and things like that for several years. So the five programs around the country all saw similar declines in student enrollment numbers because we weren't out and about selling the program. And we're starting to see that turn now. Numbers are coming back up and we're, we're spending a lot of time, a lot of effort, quite frankly, a lot of money getting the CIM program name back out there. The National Steering Committee is kind of heading that up too, is getting more marketing and branding out to the masses 
about what CIM is and what the benefits are. And we're doing the same thing. We're, we're working towards meeting with local high schools and parents and students and doing different things, just telling them the benefits of what they can do with this degree. Uh, it it's really takes a concerted effort on our part. And I, and I know it will get to the point that people understand in general what CIM is. And doing things like this podcast where folks like you who are in the business, Baker Concrete is on our patrons board and a member of the CIM patrons board here at Texas State, but you, you hadn't heard of the CIM program before. So when we solve that problem with industry, knowing what we are and what we're about, then we can take that next step and start to get out to the general public and the masses. And, you know, if you, if you really think about the number of people that are involved in construction, just in the United States, and all of those people have kids or will have kids or have brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and cousins who have kids that are going to want to go to college and just knowing, hey, the CIM program, you should really take a look at this. You know, we've got excellent starting salaries. We've got 100% job placement. I haven't even talked to you yet about the scholarships that are out there, and we can get into that too. But just the, the children and friends and acquaintances of people in the construction industry could fill up all five of our programs until the end of time. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if 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 you're floating around 40 students in the program right now, there's there's concrete companies out there right now that have 40. I know 40 plus openings. <laughs> exactly. Like just one company. So do you know how much how many uh, students overall in all five programs there about, you know, how many students they got all together? Off the top of my head, I think the enrollment of all five right now is about 400. Yeah. More or less, maybe a little less. I know in its in its heyday, I'm going to say five to seven years ago, MTSU was and always has been the largest program, but they had about 400 students at at their prime, mm -hmm. and that's where each one of these five programs to be a really healthy CIM program is where we ought to be and where we need to get to three or 400 students in the program at any one time. And then you're, you're graduating a significant number and they're getting out into industry and really helping industry see how great their education is and how beneficial their degree is to the industry, which helps just build that snowball effect of, we need more CIM graduates. Let's push some more future students into the CIM program. Yeah, um, I was at a high school not too long ago, uh, two or three months ago, and the uh, the staff over there were at. It was like a business meeting, and they were asking local businesses, you know, are they doing their part to uh, prepare these kids for you know to coming to the workforce? And they were sharing what they were doing, and and. Uh, uh, this has happened to me a couple times at different events, not at these business uh, um, meetings at these schools. But uh, there's always uh, a specific trade uh, company that's there and they want the kids to be 
as soon as they graduate, they want them to be ready to be out there and know what to do. Um, say it's HVAC. They wanted them to be HVAC tech at, you know, day one after graduation, ready to go, get out in the field, start, start uh, making money for that, that company. And to me, and this is what I shared at the, at that business meeting is I think it would be better if we just all promote construction, get these kids in, in, uh, excited about in construction, get them in these programs, get them on the job sites and just see construction and then let them all decide which direction they want to go as you expose them to more and more things. Do you, do you see that? I, I, you know, we talked a little bit about that before with the overlap with the construction management program, which I assume is much larger than the CIM program right now. But is that, is that kind of an effort as well? Uh, Just getting the kids in the construction management program, I think is a, is a big, uh, a big step towards getting them to the concrete side of things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the construction management, construction science and management programs, they are brand name programs now nationally. Uh, I, I don't know. I think the number of construction management schools that are members of the Associated Schools of Construction now number in the 150s or 160s. So, you know, rough math off the top of my head, if we've got 150 construction management schools and they've all got four, five, six hundred students in them. You're you're somewhere around a hundred thousand students in construction science and management accredited programs in, in the country at any one time. And that's what that's what we try to tell students and parents. That's great. You're one of a hundred thousand or you can specialize. You can be a CIM student and you're one of four hundred. And how do you think that looks to hiring employers mm-hmm. that are, are looking for concrete specific students, graduates, employees? How do you think that looks to the scholarships that are out there available? Um, you know, we've got such incredible support and, and I alluded to it a minute ago, but I might as well just jump into it. The concrete industry, the aggregate industry, the reinforcing steel industry, the formwork industry, all of these niche industries that are part of construction, all are intelligent enough to realize that they need to support higher education and students getting their degrees. And they do that financially by offering scholarships. And right now, we've actually, from the National Steering Committee, from the Patrons Board, from different industry organizations, from the ACI, from ASTM, there are hundreds of thousands of scholarship dollars out there for CIM students. And a lot of them are directed specifically to CIM students. And what we are seeing, I just got off a phone call last week or two weeks ago, talking with some National Steering Committee folks, that there are scholarships for our students that are going unawarded year over year because there aren't enough students to take the dollars and there aren't aren't enough applicants to take the dollars. So you hear on a national basis, higher education being criticized for how expensive it is. And, you know, we've got to start positioning ourselves and pointing students to these degree programs that have excellent starting salaries, have excellent job opportunities, and 
by the way, somebody else is more than willing to pay for you to get this degree if you just want to do it. And it, they just don't know. They don't know. We have to get the information out there because once they know, it's such an easy thing to talk about with students and parents. Here in Texas, we've got CTE programs in the high schools. You've probably heard of them, this career and technical education. And, and high school education is kind of shifting in that direction, has been for a few years. And what I see when I go to these schools and talk to these CTE students specifically is they think that they're not cut out for college because, again, they are only really aware of the brand name degree programs. I don't really want to be an engineer. I don't like all the math. I don't really want to do business. I'm not a biology person. I'm not a chemistry person. They don't know that degree programs like this exist where they can work in an industry where they get to be outside. They get to be a little bit more hands-on. They get to work with people every day on a job site, not in an office. And when you tell them that, it, you just see their eyes light up. Oh, this is, this is, I can go to college. I can get a great job. I can get a degree and I can work outside and, and work with my hands a little bit and, and, and be in the field. That's, that's awesome. We love it. So that's, that's a really huge selling point for a program like this. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a dip. I think they're thinking too that they're the atmosphere at college is similar to the atmosphere in high school, which is it's totally different. Um, at least in you know what I think it is. I mean, I think the kids go to high school. They're told what to do all day. They're mainly in the same building, and uh, so yeah, get exposing them and saying, "Hey, there's these opportunities out there," and uh, showing them that. It's uh, it's not like high school. It's it's different. Um, and there's different, you know, and I shared your uh, my path earlier. It, there's different ways of getting there, too. So <laughs> you can you can you don't have to go straight to that four year school either. Um, but uh, so it sounds like uh, uh, you, you're getting you're getting the funding and everything uh, that you, you all need. But you're always looking for more. What other things can we do as an industry to support? you all and obviously getting the, getting the word out there. What else, what else can we do? You know, as an industry, I think there's some interesting things that, that you can do. And speaking specifically to the concrete industry right now on this concrete podcast, it, a lot of things are low hanging fruit. Bakers of the world, ready mix companies of the world, precast companies of the world. When you post a job posting, list concrete industry management as a potential degree for students to have or for potential employees to have. I can go out and I can look at a lot of, of job postings for construction and concrete related businesses that will list engineering, will list construction management as preferred degrees. And when students Parents, people search up these job opportunities. That's what they see. So if we list, start listing CIM as a potential or preferred degree program for your positions, they see that the job opportunities are out there for that degree program. And to me, that's just a simple, simple thing that everybody can do. Yeah, no, that's that's an excellent point. Yeah, 
yeah, it, it, when I'm thinking of postings right now, it's like, I don't think I've ever seen a CIM listed. Uh, yeah. So that's an easy one. What else, what else can we do? The same thing we've talked about, you know, everybody, you know, thousands of people on, on the job sites and within, within Baker and within your subcontractors and suppliers and probably know people with kids that are college age or getting to be college age and looking for what do I want to do with my life? And just talking about CIM, hey, have you heard of this CIM program? You ought to check it out. You know, MTSU, Texas State, NJIT, Chico, South Dakota State. I mean, we're, we're regionally situated where we've got the continental United States covered. You're not going to have to go very far to find a CIM program. So you can go just about any state in the lower 48 and you can be within a few hundred miles of a, of a CIM program. So it, it's really good for industry to just talk about it, say it's out there, really help us sell it. And that's one of the things that our local patrons board is doing and helping us with. We have a lot of events on campus for our CIM students. We bring in guest speakers and it really helps the students to see career opportunities, job opportunities. It helps you because you're putting your company's name in front of these students that are going to graduate in one, two, three, four years. So they're going to remember you. So I invite a lot of industry to come in and guest speak. Take, take one afternoon in a class, talk about your business, what you do, what, what an intern might do for Baker, what a first year assistant project manager or, or estimating assistant might do for Baker. Help them understand what the career looks like. And then help us get students to job sites. That's one of the things that really helps students connect what they're learning in the classroom with what they're actually going to be doing in real life in a couple of years. When they go out on the job site and they can say, I saw this on the plans, now I can see it in real life and I can see how safety is being applied on the job site. And it it really helps and it really helps these students. I think it helps bring new students in because we're able to post to social media where this young generation lives, that they see our students going out to job sites and wearing their hard hats and their steel-toed boosts and their safety vests and like, hey, this is, this is pretty cool. I think I might be interested in something like that. It's really just being involved, being involved with the programs, getting out there, guest lecturing, job site visits, plant visits, different things like that help us immensely. Yep. Those are, uh, those are easy things to do. And yeah, I, uh, I've done some of that before, as far as getting in front of students, it's, I think, I think it's kind of fun because they, uh, kind of the things that we take for granted, the things that we, uh, deal with in the real world outside of after you finish school and just sharing that info, it, it's amazing, uh, how how grateful they are to hear about that i think it relaxes a, a lot of them because they're they're unsure of of uh what we're looking for as far as um having them come come uh be a co-worker with us so i think just just sharing that kind of information with them it's, it seems to go a long way but uh ryan um uh, i think that's a good spot for us to uh stop today 
we're going to have to check in with you at least once a year to see how you're doing at, at your new gig. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if folks want to reach out to you uh, and learn more about uh, what you're doing over at Texas State, what's the best way? Anybody's welcome to call me. My cell phone's 210-559-3219. My email address here is Ryan, R-Y-A-N dot Penleric, P-E-N-L-E-R-I-C-K at txstate.edu. All right. That's great. And we'll put that in the show notes for everybody. Um, get uh, Reach out to Ryan and see how you can help him out. All right, Ryan, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the time. Thank you for joining us for another Concrete Logic podcast episode. If you got some value out of this or you enjoyed it, please share it with others. And if you could take a moment and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcast listening app, I would appreciate it. We will uh, catch you on the next episode. And now Mike Dutton's going to take us out. Put some diesel in the lights and wait till the trucks roll up. Yeah, this ain't how most folks live their lives.